Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Have you been hearing that like oysters are taken out everybody here in LA? Yeah, I, I saw I sent an article to like uh, like uh, our, our our mutual friend Emily Emily LaFord, who I love so much, like mm-hmm, she's such mm-hmm. an oyster lover, and we talk about it all the time. And I was just like, "Girl, you better watch out!" Like, you know, I mean, there's nothing horny, first of all, about this. Um, People I, are getting I, norovirus. I read an article that a lot of these, um, I think, a lot of these oysters are coming from inland in in in, in Mexico. Crazy? Yeah, inland, that they're like I in. An inland well, I oyster? Mean, you know, did you know that a lot of uh, salmon, like farm-raised salmon, comes from San Bernardino? Did you know that? Um, I didn't. So there's like a inland farming happening. Um, but yeah, it is wild. I mean, look, the shit's warmer than it used to be. Of course, oysters are going to be affected, you know, in the waters. <sighs> like, it makes sense. Actually, God, I have a, I have a buddy who he was just in uh who who uh has an is a part owner of an oyster restaurant here in town and i just plum forgot to ask him about that the other day it was like on on my brain on the and brain I just, but i just forgot to see if that was an issue but he didn't mention it at all but yeah be careful out there eating oysters i mean valentine's day is coming up how are people supposed to fuck if they I can't know. have you know what i mean how about how about how about a nice jar of some Appalachian sipping cream <laughs> on Valentine's? Um, well, welcome to podcast. Uh, welcome to podcast. Welcome, welcome. to podcast. <laughs> Anything in cake bakery. We're going automated. Basically, flippy, flippy do podcast now. <laughs> flippy co-host podcast and then take over full hosting duties. Well, hi, I, I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Hi, guys. I'm your other host, Andrea Wallace. And here we are still. We're, we're about to turn this podcast into maybe like a long COVID rant. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I was Googling RSV right before you came onto the chat. I'm like, yeah. do I have that too? Anyways. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're just still we're still kind of we're still getting there, guys. You know, we're still like, getting our strength back after being ill. But here we are. We're doing it. We're not, you know. Trying not to let it get us down, but what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, 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 we hope everyone is doing great out there in the podcast world. Uh, there'll be no server submitted stories today because we haven't heard from any of y'all in a minute. But um, I think it's taken no everybody a minute to like wake the fuck up like after the new year. You know what I mean? It's been all of minute. the above. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to tell you, too, and um, I made... Based off of the fun episode we did about TGI Fridays, I made a TikTok, you know, the way we've been trying to have a stronger mm-hmm. social media presence, mm-hmm. but it's it's doing 
really well. And what it's done is has drawn people out of the woodwork. And so, you know, our history of TGI Fridays Mm -hmm. basically being like the first singles bar in the U.S. in Manhattan opened by a horny single guy who couldn't get an invite to one of the, you know, apartment cocktail parties. I'll put Tiffany's lamps in here because ladies love Tiffany's lamps. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. And so, I mean, it just was, it was the Wild West. It was the, the bar opened right when women in America also had access to birth control yes. for the first time. Um, so it was a scene. It was like debauchery. And, you know, we go into the history of like the movie Cocktail being about the first TGI Fridays, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So A, the video, which is really fun, is blowing people's minds, even though there are like 10,000 articles out there about this at this point. <laughs> yeah. But people just don't it's, know. You know? They, just, they just don't know. And then the other side of it, I've had three people say my mom and dad met each other working at TGI Fridays back in the 70s. Um, I've got a few flare tenders who now have messaged me saying like, I'm a world champion flare tender for TGI Fridays. So I think we need to do a revisit of some of, you know, like I want to talk to a flare tender. Yeah. Extreme bartending. So I just, I'll I'll keep you um, abreast of all the super, super fun stuff people are saying but I they were like yeah my dad used to be a bartender there when it was the fucking shit dude like you know and they're like now it's all sanitized and family friendly and or I think non-existent or non-existent it, it, being well, shut right down. now I mean where it is is it's, it's in your frozen food section in your grocery store now how what a journey <laughs> what a journey anyways it's just been interesting to see them have so much trouble with their chain and while they keep trying to elevate it and do this minimalist look and pretend that they're like a sleek restaurant like in LA it's like guys lean into what you know do a full freaking 180 you know and get back to your roots there's this whole generation who would lose their mind because we've decided those kind of restaurants aren't cool anymore. Well, they never got to be in one. And they, I'm telling you, they, everyone is so hungry for nostalgia and I would love Dude, to go to. Uh, I read this crazy article and like, this is kind of how it's coming back. That was like, it was talking about, uh, Oh God, it's a, it's a, like a rom-com and like, a um, I can't think of the name of the movie. It's like a, tw- a Gen Z, like pushing twenties rom-com that just came out. Um, uh, starring, um, oh, God damn it. Anyway, anyway, the movie didn't do very well. It's not that very good of, of a movie. Sydney Sweeney's in it. Brian, do you know what I'm okay. talking about? Anyway, but like, um, you know, it didn't do very well, but it's getting this like cult following, like via TikTok, because like Gen Zers are talking about it. And while the movie itself might not be that good, they're just like, well, just like going to the movies, like with a group of people was like so fun. So I'm just like, wait. Like, wow. oh, you mean like socializing and being with other people is like giving you joy? Yeah. Thumbs up, Gen Z. But like, look, they're leaning into it. It might have taken them a minute to get there, but if they're like reclaiming and apparently, I never read another, I read another article that's like Gen Z is bringing back malls. And I'm just like, okay, I am here for do, it. Do it. I'm, I'm here to, for going places, you know? Yeah. It, I, it, I, it really. <laughs> bring, bring back, bring back the original TGI Fridays. Do a few. Yeah. You know, pilot programs where, because that guy with all the supplies in his big antique barn in the middle of the country, that's like, it's full again because all these chains have gone back to this like less crap on the wall and less Mm. folksy stuff. That stuff's still there. You can go get back all of your weird license plates and Mm -hmm. like gas station signs Mm -hmm. and 
you know, like uh, hire us. I will come staple a tuba to your wall. Like, let's get it going. Oh. Let's. <laughs> Is that how you I will, there? <laughs> I will glue gun a catcher smith to your wall. Let's get a Chili's <laughs> and a TGI let's get Fridays. Some pennants up there, some sports memorabilia. You know, it's be an investment. People are gonna pull it off the walls. You know, we could, like, riddle, we could riddle the bathrooms with like what what doesn't have to be a sexist, but just separated by gender situation. We can have something for everybody, everybody. in those bathrooms. You know, it can really it really would be pretty great. Um, that's awesome. You know, I went to the desert last week and there's two like super hot new restaurants that to mm. me they were. One specifically that you would freak out over called the Copper Room, if you guys haven't been here. It's in Yucca. Mm -hmm. And it's like um, right by the Yucca Valley Airport. And so mm -hmm. it's a little landing strip and you can watch planes like take off and land. And at sunset, they open all the windows and you can watch the sunset from the mm. bar. And it's Beautiful. got like, it's steakhouse vibes. They have like jazz mm. night. Mm. It's like, mm. so, like you, you would nice. be so happy there. So I think we should all we should get back out the desert together soon. But it's yeah. just it's nice to go and have some fun at some fun little places. And it, it's fun to go to the desert because I'm just like, fuck, Brooke, we could just take that, we could take that town over and like, you know, make, make so many fun things happen. Let's let's bring back uh TGI Fridays. In I'm the sure desert, Joshua Tree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sean and I threatened to franchise a Papa John's uh in, in the summer of 2020 when everything was going out of business. <laughs> And we were we were all flush with um you know uh, pandemic relief money. But we were high on the hog. We were we were like let's franchise a Papa John's out here in the desert. And you could make it like an old Pizza Hut kind of. You could mm -hmm. make it like a sit down fancy Papa John's where you could you could just be like, all right, we're put a horseshoe up over there. We're gonna put an old like a, some sort of tool that used to be used for something, but it's rusty and nice looking. That goes up mm -hmm. over here on the corner. Oh man, I know. There's actually there's an old movie theater for sale. In mm. Yucca now, like, which mm -hmm. could be, what could be, anyway, well, our right. pipe dreams, desert pipe dreams. I mean, I'm there for three days and I, my nose starts bleeding. So that's, a, that's a whole other discussion. Uh, so Let's dark. jump into some headlines, shall we? Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, this first one, you know, I love, you know, who does a really good job setting his headlines is Brian Lucas. He's always, he's, he's, on he's always on it. the ball. Um, this one out of Buzzfeed. So basically, um, saying that this woman uh, <laughs> changed her service tip from $154 to $4 after she was falsely accused of walking out on the bill. Brooke, yes. you should take it from here. Sure. And I mean, I didn't even need, need to look at the article. It's burned into my brain uh -huh. as just like, what in the world? So she, the way, you know, as a first person account, they're like, we do well in our jobs, but it's not like we don't have financial worries. But one of the ways I try and be a really awesome person is by over tipping serving staff, which is that's great. That's great. Very, very cool. So the the deal was they had a forty six dollar bill. To, their check was forty six dollars. She left two hundred dollars and wasn't going to ask for change. Yeah. So they in got cash, up mind you, in yes. cash, which we love too. So, like you said, one hundred and fifty four dollar tip, which is like wow, you know how nice. Like. They go to walk out and the server accuses them of walking their tab. And so then she goes back, takes the money back and only leaves $4. She just leaves mm -hmm. a 50, 50 instead. Mm -hmm. And then walked back out, you know, and then apparently the internet is, of course, on team. Of course, that was totally fair. And then team like, you know, 
wow, that was really lame. I don't, I, what are people even fighting about anymore? It's just the, the thing that killed me is she's like, am I the asshole here? I mean, my husband was like, God, you should have just left her the money. And I'm like, uh-uh. Someone mm-hmm. who accused me of walking out on the bill does not, like they can have a tip because most people would have then just right them but i've been like the, the moment's over you know what i mean i, I get you that for it. sure i i do really get that and they still you know it, it is really interesting i mean it says she said that the the, the server ran you know and, and somewhat angrily demanded that we must pay and we couldn't just run out on the bill is what she's saying you know and that's and then embarrassing this woman says, yeah um, for everybody in general and, and then you know the woman's like look did you look at the table did you even go over there and glance to see if i actually did pay you know but yeah, it is interesting to see what side you've been on. And some of the arguments are just like, has she been in a situation like before as a server where someone has stiffed her? Has she, you know, is it the kind of place? I, I do think so many people use cards more now than ever that like cash mm-hmm. is like an anomaly. That's a ways, great point you know? where she's thinking if she didn't run, if she's going, I haven't ran a card that mm-hmm. she might be like, hey, get back here, which is a knee jerk reaction. Right. Yeah. But it's still a mistake and it embarrasses a customer. I agree. And I think there could have been many other ways to approach this. And I I could have been, if they were leaving, I'd be like, oh, cool. Did you guys just like leave the cash on the table or did you need to write a card or I I think there's just other ways you could have presented it. Had you said like, oh, did you guys need me to run your card or anything? And they could have been like, oh no, we left cash on the table. Great. Awesome. You know, even when back when I was serving and cash was like, that was like the majority of like what you would get. I mean, you know, you remember the nights where you had like such fat stacks of cash, like in your little <laughs> yeah. server billful that it, you'd have to like, yeah, reposition it. Um, but it's just like, even that you have to like make sure and count it and make sure everything's there, you know? And I think that's just what you do. You just have to be on top of it. So I, I, I would have had, I've been like, this is your night girl. You're going to get a big fat tip for me. Had that happened to me, I would have been like, yeah, no, not, no, nah. No, I I, I don't think um, the $150 fun, you know, just, just I'm trying to spread joy reward. She blew it, but she yeah. still got a tip. Not the greatest. That was, it was roughly a little less than 10% tip. Yeah, it's disappointing um, all around, this story. It is. <laughs> it yeah, is. absolutely. Um, <laughs> You have this update. I can't access the New York Times, but I think you just need to tell people what happened. Okay. So before, yes. So this next story. So the rat hole, right? The rat hole. on the rat hole, which we talked about last week. Roscoe Village's own famous rat hole. Somebody fucking filled in the rat hole with plaster or concrete. Like they're just someone just like, this is too much. People are freaking out. False idols, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if they said that, but you know, people are, there's, there's a little bit of a, of a cult status that the rat hole in Chicago, if you guys are just catching up, there is a hole in the concrete in the neighborhood of Roscoe village that looks like a rat. And people are finally, it's been there for decades. Um, people are like flocking to it. Like it's a, maybe a Messiah, if you will, you yeah, know, what I, mean? I just think it's a fun, it's a fun thing, right. For people to participate. It's winter in Chicago for it's Christ's winter. sake. People no one's having something. fun. And they're willing to go outside to participate in this. You know what I mean? So it's a lot. So, Basically, this, this killjoy, this killjoy, somebody filled it in overnight, getting rid of it. But uh, people, the people banded together. And you know what they did? They carved chiseled out, it out, chiseled it out. Rat holes Fuck back, yeah. baby. Can yeah. 
can't stop the rat hole. No, no, no. Rats last forever, baby. God, I that's, really... That's our new saying. Rats stick together and rats <laughs> last forever. <laughs> I really want... It might be on a residential street, but can you imagine if it's like right next to like a corner bar spot and you could like open up a place called the rat hole in front yes. of the rat hole? Okay. Oh, dreams. I want to I open up a rat hole in the desert mm-hmm. and... Decorate it like a TGI Fridays. This oh, whole we could. Thing. We I'm could go take a t- and we could go plaster as like take a take a molding, if you will, plaster molding of the rat hole, and have like a you know not the OG but an homage to the rat hole. There, I love yeah. it. Ugh, Would it manifesting? Be like mis- manifesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. That is fantastic. And then they have like the little. We'd have to do like a little homage to like the little desert mouse, the kangaroo mouses that they have mm-hmm. in the desert too. They're so cute. Oh my God. Even like a the kangaroo mouse would be like a really good. There is a new bar called the Tiny Pony, just so you know. Writing it also, down. Also in Yucca Valley, it used to be a gun shop and now it's like a queer friendly bar and grill with like delightful cocktails and yummy food. So fun. There's some fun new stuff out there. Okay. Last story of the day. <laughs> So this is great coming off of our flight attendant episode. Um, (laughs) It's a hilarious story is from People magazine. Um, And the headline reads, excessive farting passenger causes American Airlines flight to turn around. Look, I think that in lieu of all the terrible, horrible, volatile, violent behavior that we see on airplanes. This is like, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say a breath of fresh air because we all know it stinks. Huh? Brooke? Huh? <laughs> we all know it stinks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great job there. So thank you. Well, this article itself is riddled with fart puns. And so I just thought I'd kind of add to it. Um, so a flight was reportedly delayed after the plane ran into some unexpected flatulence. Flatulence. Is what they're saying. Um, so an excessively gassy passenger had to be removed. On January 14th, the incident was documented uh, documented on an airline, American Airlines flight from Phoenix to Austin. Um, so basically, this person who reported everything said they were seated in a row near where the situation occurred. And the passenger recalls that uh, while the airplane was still at the gate, she heard an audibly disgruntled and maybe hungover man. Um, and he reportedly, excla- reportedly exclaims, oh, you thought that was rude? Well, how about the smell? And proceeded to loudly pass gas. So basically, the man purposely farted and then basically then decides to loudly say condescendingly, yeah, everybody, let's just eat the smelliest food possible all at the same time. So basically, this guy keeps farting, keeps making a stink. Um, that's a double entendre, if you mm-hmm. will, right there. Mm-hmm. Two Two meanings. Um, and just basically keeps getting like more, more rude, more volatile, keeps farting. And then basically the scuffle comes to a point where the flight crew has to get involved. And that motherfucker, they, they're like, we're going back to the gate. We're not putting up with this. And he gets escorted off the plane. And he's basically like, wait, what? What do you mean I have to go? Ugh. What? No, no, no. No. Okay. Listen, you're breaking the understanding that yes, at some point during the mm-hmm. flight, people are going to start squeaking them out. But that's once you're in the air and the filters are going, yeah. people are asleep. You right. can mask the sound. Right. When you are intentionally stink bombing and mm-hmm. basically harassing mm-hmm. your fellow passengers with your gas, mm-hmm. you got to go, buddy. 
Yeah, let the elevation do to your body what it does to all of us and fill you with a little bit of gas. I mean, look, we all know what airplane farts smell like. You know what I mean? They all smell the same. Right, there, it's just weird. There's like an alchemy that happens. Yeah, there's only a on a plane. Smells them, and it, they're like never are they good. But some are definitely worse than others. But and especially when you're wearing masks on a plane now, I'm always like, it's stuck. It's stuck in there. Ugh. Like, <laughs> but this is this takes the case. This is cake, cake, cake. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I, I can't. Yeah. But the trip was only delayed by 15 to 30 minutes. Not so bad. Those, they got it done quick. They got them out quick. Ugh, what a turd. What truly what a turd. And well, it sounded um, like that's what needed to happen. He needed to turd with farts like the, that. What the fuck? I mean, again, the things that flight attendants have to put up with heroes. <laughs> so good. So good. Well, before we get into our topic of the day, uh, we just want to remind you guys that, you know, if you have some of those server submitted stories to send our way, just send them over to sideworkpod at gmail.com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Uh, I, I have to I have to thank Sumi for dropping off frozen Pedialyte sticks yesterday. How are um, they? How I, are they? I woke up to one because it was so soothing for my poor throat. Um, guys, these lingering COVID sy- uh, symptoms are stupid and I'm annoyed. Mm-hmm. And um, same. I cried yesterday. (laughs) Oh, I know. It's okay. I was doing cardio and it was really hard and I was like, fuck this. And then I also like pushed my body so hard to the point where it was, I started crying anyway, which I've done before anyway. So (laughs) you jog, you get it, right? You're a runner. Like, you know what I mean? I I am. am. Have you ever run so hard that you're like, I'm going to cry, right? I'm starting to start crying. Well, sometimes sometimes I cry while I'm running and then I have to stop, but it's just because of the music ah. I'm listening to. Uh, I jog to Elliot Smith it, constantly. You, <laughs> you have to be careful. You really have to. You really have to watch. No, I listen to podcasts too. Just like sad things going on in the world, and like yeah, both and Elliot Smith. So um, <laughs> it's it's yeah. You have to you have to really curate your. Uh, 
you're uh, yeah. running. Absolutely. Right we, should, we, should, we should probably stop right there and introduce our guest uh, yes. for today that we're speaking with. Uh, we're talking with Sumi Foles today. Hi, Sumi. Um, Hi. Oh, God, we have known Sumi for uh, 20, 20 years. We like 20 all years. met around the same time in mm-hmm. Chicago. Yeah. 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 2003. Since the year. Wow. God, <laughs> look at us babies. Um, look at us little babies. And we all look I, the same. We look I exactly think we did better. Like I, you know. Yeah. Well, we moved to LA. We moved to LA. Uh, who needs so. all that baby fat in your face? You know what I mean. <laughs> all that, all that natural buckle fat. <laughs> Ah. Um, but Stewie, we've been wanting to chat with you for, I don't know, a, a very years. I'll say years at this point, um, just because you lean more in the hotel catering side uh, of the industry and yeah. have for, I don't know, quite some time. How many years have you been doing that? Uh, since 2010. Wow. And how long have you been in, how long have you been in L.A.? Well, I officially could afford to pay rent here in 2010 wow. when I got the job Ooh. at the hotel, at the hotel. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Now we're just going to be calling it the hotel today. Just yep. so you guys yes. know. Um, yep. Use your imagination. <laughs> Whatever you think. There's several out there. We could call it the motel. We could call it, we could call it all sorts of things. Um, but but with every, should, we, should we describe like, because, you know, we could be picturing like, a, a motel six in the country let's describe the hotel <laughs> just so people get an idea of what so is downtown yeah. la it's a downtown la hotel um that supports a lot of conventions that mm. come to town so i am in the catering department as a server and we serve people generally at conventions or at um events like there's lunches mm-hmm. dinners um awards awards uh dinners receptions things like cool. that well Perfect. before we get a little deep into that we always like to start with everybody's service history you know your your timeline if you will in the service industry because i know a couple places that you worked at in chicago but where did it where where did it <laughs> kick off for you Sumi? it kicked off in uh 1998, the summer, because I dissolve dissolve music, Brian. Play some dissolve music right now. Play some Elliot Smith. (laughs) Yeah, I'm. I I I I always thought, oh, I I know server. You can make tips. You can make more money per hour than you know the six dollars an hour I was making at work study at the uh, at the library and I thought well I want to have a backup job for you know my eventual career of becoming you know rich and famous mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. smart <laughs> so I don't Very know smart <laughs> yeah I don't I don't think I set out thinking like oh I want to be a server my whole life but I I saw it as a backup I love food and I love you know, I like hospitality. I like talking to people. So I thought, okay, let me get in here, somehow get in. So I applied at Leona's in Hyde Park with a friend. I was under 21. It was illegal to be hired (laughs) as a server there, but it's Chicago. Everything is just a little shady, a little little under the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everything's on the DL people like that's the culture. So the managers, there's like, yeah, we can get you in, you know, to young, uh, young server, my friend and I applied. And so I started serving at, um, on the South side of Chicago at a Leona's. And Leona's Uh, is like Italian, right? It's very like, yeah. 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 They they did a huge menu, Italian, 
it's just, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, and I also later that I guess I, I, the next year I worked at Salonica, which is this Greek diner down there. I was paid under the table in oh, cash. The dream. That's um, the current dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was well in cash. Like so, yeah. My I, yeah, it was, and plus the tip. So, but it was really like four dollars an hour or something for the under the table part. But it was just That's uh, pretty that good. Was, that was the yeah, start. Yeah. And then did you yeah. work at Ed DeBevix, as I recall? Oh, right. I did work at Ed DeBevix. That's so For anybody who doesn't remember I, us it's all, it's all talking about Ed DeBevix, Ed DeBevix was a nostalgic 50s diner situation uh, located in downtown Chicago, uh, where, you know, the service would dress as different 50s characters and perform for you, correct? Correct. Correct. Yeah. You had to get up on the table. You you had to be rude to the guests um, as a joke, but uh, sometimes they didn't know that was the joke and they'd get mad at you back. Like it was, it was quite obscene. I, I do remember one of my favorite serving moments, uh, moments was there. I had two blind women come in and I could just make fun of them, just the whole situation. And they loved it. I, I told them I wrote the tip in. <laughs> I, you know, like I, <laughs> I switched their food. It's just you rarely get to have like you get to raz. Yeah, what? you're like People, I want. They please wanted, make they fun of my it. disability. They yeah, wanted yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, they wanted that, and it was just it was it was really sweet. Um, so there were opportunities for that, but it was also just like <laughs> it was a ridiculous place. I don't recommend it. Um, but it was it was fun. Well, you for just what think it was. of all the clueless yeah. tourists who come wandering in, and they you know they're just like it has burger, sounds good, and then they're and then they <laughs> yeah. go home and they're like. <laughs> Americans are so rude. <laughs> well, I never. I mean, but yeah. it, does, it is. It is. You know, your 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 worlds do collide. Where you're like, I'm going to be a famous actress and a server at the same time, and you do get to, you do get to work on your method as a as a performer. You know, what was your character? Oh, I think I, I you know, I was kind of just half-assing it. I called myself doll face. I I kind of just was. I was just there. I, I was kind of a sad server there. I wasn't, there were people, workers there that really were into it. And they was like, this is my dream working at Ed DeBevix. Like, I, and they were really talented too and great. Um, I just was kind of <laughs> sad. To be sounds like, there. sounds so like I, you, you were an indie kid who studied improv uh, is what I, yeah, kind of yeah. like us. Yeah, it was, it was the odds. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> Oh my God. That is great. Oh my God. All right. So let's, let's cut, yeah. let, you know, let's cut back to 2010. You're fresh yeah. off the Chicago boat, uh, landing in LA. Yeah. And is, is this like the first job you got pretty much when you, when you moved to LA? No. Um, what's crazy was, so in 2008, I worked on the Obama mm -hmm. campaign and I helped get Obama elected. And then in 2009, I was deciding whether to live in DC or LA. I even interviewed at the White House. Uh, and, but I just felt like LA was home. It, I mean, for one big reason is that you can live on your friends' couches here. <laughs> and uh, you can't really do that in right. DC, you know, if you're in between jobs um, and don't have financial support uh, <laughs> from your parents. Uh, but I, so I, I stayed here. 
here and I was looking for a job. My first job was at American Girl Place. Oh, Cafe at the Glass Grove. Heart. I'm taking notes. Well, I'm taking I, notes for I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, I I had a friend who worked there in Chicago mm -hmm. and you may and I so I well, she was my roommate and you make so much money there as okay. a server because all of the every meal is like a set price. It's all yeah. included. And then it's, I think, I think the tip is included too. So it's just sort of this set, you know, thing. They have it's, all these, and it's yeah. really cute and sweet. It's kind of like yeah. dinner theater so in a way, a, right? Like, yeah, yeah. 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 So she had a friend who had moved from Chicago to the one at the Grove. And so there was an inn. Um, but I ended up just applying to their uh, retail part of the job uh, just to get into to talk to the managers there for the Christmas season. Like, so I was working selling dolls for $10 an hour in 2009 after I had worked on the Obama campaign and interviewed at the White House. And like when I told my mom, she just burst out laughing. <laughs> She's like, you're working at a doll store? Um Anyway, so I, that's where I was, was picturing you because um, <laughs> our moms are probably very different. I'm currently having a situation like your 2009, you know, where it's like, I used to do all this and now I can't even get a catering gig. And I told my mom and she burst out into tears. My mom <laughs> is always crying and concerned for me. That, you know, I just, yeah, well, I mean, that's just what moms do. It doesn't matter how, like, good or bad it is. They just always go to, like, I just read a book and, like, the takeaways that her mom always just, like, laid in her bed and cried for two hours, no matter the highs, no matter the lows. And it's just like, that's mom, you know? Well, my mom laughs at me, I guess. I, I mean, she she doesn't care about me having a, a career. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what she, but she... So you're probably you're probably better off being pushed a little harder. But anyway, um, <laughs> but at least I'm not disappointing anyone who never had dreams for me to begin with. Um, I mean, save a lot in therapy. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I was working there and I I don't I'm so sorry for anybody who works at retail. I did it for that one month. It is so much worse. And I think in ways harder than working yeah. in a restaurant because you're not getting paid paid very much. The people working there, I don't think they thought they could do better. Like I don't know if they I'm like you can make more money doing something else. Like I, you know, I wanted to whisper to them. I was just a seasonal worker trying to get into mm -hmm. the cafe. I would I would visit the managers, try and talk to them, um, and. And I had this horrible experience, I think on Christmas Eve, at uh, with one of the managers of the retail part. She was so icy. She was this ice queen, evil manager. I went to go ask for a roll of dimes because we were all out of change. And uh, there was a long line because people need their dolls for Christmas, right? And uh, and going into the back part to just just can can I please have a roll of dimes you know and she just stood there silently not looking at me and said so why didn't you come to me sooner <laughs> <laughs> and uh I said well um we didn't need the dimes sooner but um we do need them now uh and I thought we couldn't come till we were out like I can't uh, just keep burning so, through nickels lady you know <laughs> right and so because they weren't they weren't 
on our side, like they hated us or something and they were not giving us the change that we needed. But the whole retail is all about the cash register and yes. making sure that like, it's all, you have to do the math all the time. So, so to go get just a roll of dimes so that we had changed. And so she just very slowly went into the safe, got a roll of dimes and then just handed it to me very coldly. I cried that night. I was, it was just the coldest, chilliest, like, just, you know, like you're, you're the slave, like just Look, begging. I, I, but I think we can all yeah. agree that that manager got visited by three ghosts. I, later that Andrea, night. You know what I mean? Like you, she was promoted. <laughs> no! She was promoted. She didn't learn a goddamn She didn't learn a thing. <laughs> Those ghosts shot her nothing. Like, <laughs> Well, this this leads me. I mean, this is the story of how um, this this leads to where I'm at now. Because a week later, uh, around when you know my time at you know the the Christmas season was ending, at, on my very last day, the the manager, uh, uh, one of the managers at the at the cafe, said, "Okay, um, yeah, we'll get you an interview. Like, come." So I go to the interview to like the manager above her, and she. She she was like nice, but kind of cold too. Um, but she said, you know, I talked to your manager at, and we just don't think you're a good fit for the cafe. <laughs> you know, she talked oh, to that one woman who, like, I asked for she dimes, who I never requests yeah. dimes willy nilly. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> yes, if yes. I had a dime for every time yeah. Sumi came looking for dimes. <laughs> What a what a cold-hearted snake, truly. I hey, hey, here's yes, to the larger public. Yes. Um, contrary to popular belief, people in LA are not all happy. <laughs> Many of us are <laughs> very really sad psychopaths. It's a, a big mirage. It's so it's really scary. So I just I just sort of I'm like, okay, I'm not getting this job, but I just have to. I'm like, I said, hey, okay, so I'm not getting this, but you should know that manager is 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 truly not on the side of the employees. And I just explained, you know, all the things that she had done and ways she made it harder because I was like, well, I just have to let this person know, like, just that she's not nice. And the so the, the manager talking to me, you know, was interviewing me and saying that she had heard bad things, <laughs> um, said, well, you know, okay, well, I'll take what you're saying under advisement and we'll still think about this, but I want you to know that there's a hotel that is opening up uh, and uh, you might want to apply in the banquets department. And uh, so you can apply to that. Those are good jobs. And um, so just look into wow. that. So I went home, I looked it up and I applied that night. Um, so I got that tip. Um, I did end up getting hired by American Girl Place 2 as a runner, which still was like twenty dollars an hour plus some tips. So, and that would That's be wild you know to me maybe a lead that, that the pay doubles from a runner in the cafe to like selling dolls at the register. That's wild. Oh yeah, well that's that's just that is the the tipping yeah. culture. That yeah. is kind of like what the the divide between when you're a non-tipped employee to be in the no tipped totally it just, and it just I, blows yeah. my mind. Like yeah. Yeah, even just being a runner. So imagine what the servers right. are making. Um, so, uh, but so I did. I, I got. I, I applied to banquets, and I applied to, and I got in at the at the uh, at American Girl Place. So, so yeah, that's that's how I. I didn't know that banquets was a thing. I didn't know about. You know, I knew there was catering, like 
there's party staff, there's Wolfgang Puck and uh, that around, that was around $20 mm-hmm. an hour in 2010. I don't even know if it's gone up that Some much, places, to yeah. be honest, since then. I mean, uh, yeah. it, it probably has. I mean, especially for like living wage, but like, you know, minimum wage in April in LA is going to move to 20 an hour. So you would be making 20 an hour at um, selling dolls today. You know what I mean? Still not worth it, probably, you know? Right. Well, well, when, so when I got, so I did get hired at the the hotel because mm-hmm. they were the doing hotel. this mass cattle call, and and she liked my the person who saw my resume that I sent it liked that uh that I worked at America Girl Place. So I had been working there for a month, and it was on my resume. And the fact that I had worked there got me into the Great. hotel. Um, and but I'm like I don't know what I'm doing here. I haven't worked at a hotel. Like what is this? I don't take orders. It's just sort of there's buffets. There's all this. It, it was really crazy and, and all these new employees. But when I got my first paycheck, <laughs> um, so just you're not taking orders. You're not getting tipped by customers individually. You're really doing a lot less work than you would do as a server in a restaurant. And I was making, it was $50 wow. an hour, thereabouts. And, uh, and that was in 2010. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and the What's crazy is I still stayed on at uh, at the American Girl Place for a month because I felt loyalty. And I also just, you know, I liked the vibe better. It actually was really, it really is a sweet job to just be serving little girls tea. And like, <laughs> and the people there are generally pretty nice because you got to, you know, and uh, and the, at the hotel, you know, hotel is a little more rough and tumble. But uh, but at a certain point, you know, I, Money talks. <laughs> like I can't be missing out on these. Yep. These hotel shifts. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So that was just that it blew my mind. It blew my mind. And, uh, and that's not even that's the pay I would say is not even the the best part mm-hmm. of the job. Uh, because, because it, it's a hotel in LA and it was built in yeah 2010, like the the agreement with the hotel is that you have to be union. Wow. So we were automatically going to be Killer. union. And we didn't we didn't sign our first contract for a couple of years, but we were we, it was still mm-hmm. understood that we were union and we were protected that way. So um yeah, there's a lot of of protections that go into that, which I think most servers or people making tips do not No, it's the exact opposite. Starting to move in that direction very, very slowly. But, you know, it's slowly starting to happen, which is awesome. You know, when I moved here, and I, which I can't believe has been like, oh, my God, eight and a half years, you know, you and I connected pretty quickly when I moved here um, and uh, having been friends for so many years. And, like, you know, you were pretty much – into the thick of it but I remember at that point when you were at the hotel you know you were kind of wearing different hats right I think you would probably move from like banqueting like into different areas like and I know people who do that but they also kind of like today we're going to put you by the pool and you're going to have like the you know you're going to be in charge of like the VIPs that like rent the you know certain areas or you're going to be working this area or that area is that true is that on par am I am I right in remembering that you know my my job title is never going to change. Okay. <laughs> it's just being okay. server. So I've always had the same job title. There's no moving up, but moving down. Like because it's just it's the 
that position. So the catering, catering, it can either be tray passing hors d'oeuvres, yeah, by the pool, um, or it can be setting up a buffet or um, or serving like a plated dinner or, or lunch or something Got like it. that. Um, but those are the, those are a coffee break. Like there can be coffee, you know, just like a station Got of it. coffee. And, so you're just moving around yeah. in the hotel to whatever area that that event has been booked at. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, you you show up two hours before the event is supposed to start, and sometimes oh, this is sometimes the events are at six in the morning, so you have to show up at four mm-hmm. in the morning. Um, but you know, the I said the pay was what it was in twenty ten. It's it's actually significantly Good more for now. You. I bet. Uh, so it was it's great, but that's why sometimes yeah, I have to be like a if that's the only shift available is at four in the morning and I'm, you know, not working that way, you know, cause it, it all depends on business demands. Like have they booked someone to come? So it's not always guaranteed that you'll be working. I don't work a lot in the summer. I, you know, I, I don't work around holidays. These things I love. This is part of why I love the job too. Cause I don't have to work as that much. Um, Can I ask, is it, I, uh, yeah. are you assigned or is it, like is it a mix of being you know scheduled or do you kind of go first come first serve because I'm on it yeah, you're app. seasoned yeah so right right it's all unions generally uh give work based on seniority uh when you were hired the the weird thing about our job is that we were all kind of hired at the same time so they then based it on when did you have your interview so it's kind of just about luck who interviewed first to apply to this job first. Some people were interviewed like in December, maybe November of 2009. I was interviewed in January. So I was, I was in the first batch, but at the very bottom wow. of the first batch, but even wow. how many yeah. of like the OGs are still there that you started with? Oh my God. Um, most wow. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> most, because I mean, it's, it, they call it golden. Yeah. And I really, I really kind of, I felt, you know, sometimes I, like as you're like, am I, is this all I'm going to be? Am I just going to be a surfer my whole life? And I felt some shame about it. And then the pandemic hit and I, everything was, everything was shut down. I, like I didn't work there for, I didn't have a shift for a year and a half. So because it's mm-hmm. events like, and that was canceled. So in 2020, when uh, our our payments, <laughs> our unemployment payments were cut, uh, I I applied to server jobs in restaurants and and <laughs> you know I it's you were like uh, no there's just without, pick from one of these three things and all like <laughs> <laughs> it's it not well not not that I actually I like serving in a restaurant I like serving customers but more than I like doing banquets I like having that interaction it's more just the management the fact that I have no protections they treat you like a yeah. slave you can get fired for any I just don't have that mentality anymore I was fired from one restaurant just for kind of bringing something up that I I was like I was like why are they why are we closing the door this is covid like we should have it open to have ventilation and i was fired <laughs> like, you know just thinking like from because at my job we i can yell at my boss and not get fired <laughs> right. we have we have so much power mm-hmm. 
I was introduced to a new manager a week ago and I said, welcome. Well, we'll be training you soon. <laughs> like, as, you know, like this is my manager who makes less than I do per hour who may, and probably per year. And that's not, I'm not saying that's great at all. It's just that there was a union that fought for me before I was even hired um, to have the wage that I have. Um, but so this, so when the managers come, they know that they can't, they can't tell us to do something that's not in our job that's description. Beautiful. They can't, they can't, they can't, um, they can't give shifts out to people out of seniority. You know, just this week, I, I think there, there might be, there was a, a problem where someone got a shift who was lowering me in the seniority that, and I, you know, it, it, it's complicated, but I, I, I could email my boss and say, hey, can you look into this or should I file a grievance? And they're looking into it. And if they, they determine that they were in the wrong, they will pay me. <laughs> they will pay me out what I wow. should have gotten. And that is, that is just what we expect because they, once they get, like, th there's just, the union has power. We have power and our bot, well, there's just this level of equality and that's what I was trying to get talk about when it's like the pay is great, but but the dignity, <laughs> the dignity is is greater. And the the you know, I I also feel like, you know, I I could have been fired so many times. Like I would have been fired so many times over the past 14 years just because politics, the way you talk, you know, just you can have managers that like you. You can have managers that don't like you. If you're working at a restaurant and your manager doesn't like oh, you, it's, you very right. well it's can hell. get Absolutely. fired. The worst yeah. feeling you're in the world. Mm -hmm. It's horrible. And you that and I think most people in jobs have this. So this is why during the pandemic, when I when I realized, oh, it really is horrible <laughs> out there, I am never gonna complain about this job again or feel like I am. Uh, like wrong for staying in it because I have this equality and these managers that I have been working with for a while, the managers who have stayed, there are times I know in the past when they would have had me fired, but because they couldn't and our relationship has deepened where there is more respect. We know each other and they don't have that power and leverage just to say goodbye to people because they have that power. When you have equality amongst staff you you actually have honesty and you can make things better and you can say what you feel and you know I can respect them more and it's just not it's not this backstabbing like you know kind of or ass kissing environment where you just don't feel like you can be fully yourself or fully well, human and this is all yeah. respectfully like you have to still have respect for each person and, and realize like you know, what is true in this situation? I mean, I'm really like, it's like you didn't have to move to France to get a job, a French job, basically, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, and so it, it is really, um, yeah, I, I, I weep for all the people who don't have that. Um, I, I, it's funny. I, I, I did work at, I worked at Castaway as one of the, the restaurants I worked at. I, I didn't, 
I didn't end up getting fired there, although because they were, you know, people just it was Castaway in, Bur- in Burbank. Is that there. the one you're talking? Yeah, how do you yeah. know? You know that's you yeah, know this yeah. one, Brooke, and the it, one that's up mm-hmm. on the yeah, yeah, yeah. You take your you take your parents I, there for I, sunset. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous, but but the work conditions there are just just very miserable too. Um, the, but, <laughs> it's miserable. But I there was this there was a server there when I said like oh I normally work at the ho- this hotel and he looked at me he's like oh you work there what's and right away he's like what's your seniority because <laughs> he wanted because he knew about it and he knew people who worked because he I think had been part of the union too and he, so he just clocked and he just his eye he just looked at me with such envy <laughs> that I would be even going back to that like they yeah. know and, coveted and, yeah. difficult and the, jobs the, to get. Co- it's a coveted I, I once I was looking for an apartment in 2017 and I found out you know this one place and I was talking to the it was this nice little house in Highland Park and this uh the guy was like oh wait I've heard about this magical job like oh you this that's where you work I think yeah I've heard it's this magical job where you can do this and this and, this. and I'm like so it is yeah it is this like fairy tale kind of job obviously there's the problems with it. I mean, no one can ever leave. So you're also with all your coworkers too. <laughs> I guess you learn to love and learn to, or just deal with the fact that <laughs> you hate them, but it's just funny. It's just like, it's kind of having this being in this remedial class that like you just grow old with and um, you never graduate. <laughs> the school just keeps going. You never graduate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And but it is funny also after 14 years how whatever problems you have with people the people that are still there like you also like we're all really settled into we know who each other are and we just don't have the disagreements we had we don't you know it's so it's comfortable um this one manager who I think he travels around from different hotels so he's just there temporarily sometimes he he said the other day how he loves coming to this hotel because everyone's so funny and like and like I don't know if it's LA like there's a certain uh Hollywood aspect or just a, a silliness to the people that live here um but just that we all we have such hijinks and it's just a very ridiculous um kind of work environment so it was it was interesting to hear his feedback that that other places are a little more staid and dull and so it was you know because all I know is is being there it kind of sounds like you're describing what people like marriage goals where you're like we keep the love alive we've been together (laughs) for 14 years (laughs) well there's predictabilities yeah Uh right yeah yeah and even with the seniority you have because there's people there's people so I Are you guys all still 41 having sex? And I'm at 20. Yeah, all right. I think that's gotta important. Keep it, gotta keep oh. it spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if, if anyone. I don't know if we uh we went <laughs> want to have sex with people at my job, but um. <laughs> although there were managers, uh, yeah, there there were fourteen there, years, yeah, Sumi. There, there's there's got to be some crushes, no, you know. Were, no, in the beginning, no, in the beginning there were. I not oh, sure. anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. I think yeah. I think now it's like uh, people are just 
it, that happened definitely a lot um in the in the beginning but now it's Ugh. just like oh your no. family at this point <laughs> yeah for sure exactly yeah yeah How which i just you? learned um, like genetically the reason why like you're so disgusted by your family members and like they smell more to you and they annoy you more is your it's your body's way of telling you not to have sex with them <laughs> yeah I, so that's it's it real science out because yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, it's it's uh thanks thanks uh thanks God for <laughs> keeping us keeping us correct. Um yeah, so uh, sorry, I, I'm I'm just No, this off, is great. Uh, this is but, awesome. So yeah. when the predictabilities happen, obviously, like you said, you you're not working very much in the summer and you do have seasons that roll in, and it is probably because you do have yeah. LA, award season does roll in to your work, right? And does it is is it right, is it right. is it a more fun? Is it a more I guess like a stressful time of the year? Award season? Um, we we typically haven't weren't we're not because we're downtown and and awards usually they can happen sort of in Beverly Hills and and uh, Hollywood. I think those have traditionally dealt with awards, but I mean we had we did have some award stuff um just recently um but it wasn't it's not it, it actually is kind of new that we're doing it so i mean it, it was it was fine it, you know we had to step up our game because we usually just deal with you know conventions and <laughs> stuff like that and so the managers were like you have to wear your tie you have to do this um and, and you were like uh, and, you and can't tell sure, me you know, what to do asshole <laughs> and then you threw your tie at him and you got a raise yeah, how many different outfits do you guys have? Oh, we just have one outfit, but it's, it, I mean, they, they haven't, I don't know, over COVID, they haven't updated it, it very much. So they're kind of old and the, the, the black is fading. I don't know. This is just, you know, just what's going on in the hood. But so they need to order a new outfit, but it's just one Got outfit. It. But you have, you have a couple copies of it and you just turn it into the, the laundry. So you don't even, take it home or, or deal with it and you just pick it up when you show up to work so but they made um, you fancy it up for awards <laughs> well they they want us to be fancy and, and wear the the tie and everything but I think because of of climate change and how hot it's been getting um we have been fighting for just not being so stuffy because we get overheated so they've kind of gone a little lax uh, on ha- having to wear the tie and the this and that, um, and they just sort of let let people get away with um, with not doing that on some events. But generally, yeah, for, for we're supposed to <laughs> at least uh, for dinner and stuff. But uh, you know, but yeah, because of because people are so vocal about their rights, they kind of like shy about um, about cracking down because then like they'll just we'll just band together and <laughs> but but we know but we know we're not gonna none of nobody put up a fuss about the you know the awards or because we know the truth and that we should probably look like brush your hair <laughs> exactly well that's funny i I've been I've been lately just not wanting to wear makeup just in life and I haven't been but I did wear it for the I'm like even though they you they can't force you to but when we first started 
you know, there, this was in 2010, you know, they did drug testing, guys had to, they had to cut their hair if it was long, they couldn't have a beard, no earrings, women had to have certain types of earrings, no tattoos, no this, and, and it's all changed. And I think this is just work culture mm-hmm. in general, but, um, but it's just interesting to see that this even very corporate place is uh, very much more relaxed. Yeah, there's and been. A, I think that's that's a really generational thing, shift, you know? if you will. Yeah, I was I was gonna say my restaurant brain yeah. is is like going. Were they testing you to make sure you take drugs? Because like I don't. <laughs> like if not, you're you can't work here, man. <laughs> Ah!